I'm not using those templates. That's disgusting. I didn't realize that like once I got into that tool that I could still create everything from scratch. So it became an efficiency tool. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 63, and today we are chatting about the do's and don'ts of using Canva for your business. Yes, I said the C word. Everybody (laughs) loves Canva. Um, And it is such a great tool. We use it daily for our business. I don't think... tell them how you felt about it Mm, a few years ago. No, I did not like the C (laughs) word a few years ago, actually. Um, I think Abby might have brought it up. I guess I can't even remember how it got brought up, but I think she said something about like, well, what about using Canva as a tool? And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I did not go to design school to use Canva. That is for people that want to DIY things and people that want to be graphic designers. And I was very much against it. But then I got into the tool and I think the thing that sold me on it was just the efficiency of the tool. So verse like me working in Photoshop or Illustrator to create, let's say, social templates was way longer and took more time, more effort, more finessing than what I was able to do in Canva. So once I got into Canva, I was able to set up all of these tools, all of these templates that were for our brand specifically and use them within this tool, download them super quickly, resize them if I needed to resize them, do all like have them all in one spot easily for Abby to even jump in and change a headline if she needed to. So it ended up being a very great tool for efficiency's sake. And I realized that I can still use my creative juices in that space and create templates from scratch. I didn't need to go and use the, t- the Canva templates that were already there for me. I think in my brain at first, I was like, I'm not using those templates. That's disgusting. Like I'm creating my own. And I wasn't I didn't realize that like once I got into that tool that I could still create everything from scratch. It was just way more efficient to have it housed here, to have certain folders for things, to be able to quickly resize things, like I said. So it became an efficiency tool for our business, for sure. Yeah, I think too, if I think back to like the first couple projects that we did, the handoffs, even for client work, was always harder when it was like Photoshop or Illustrator, like because it wasn't as easily transferred to the client kind Mm -hmm. of like not everyone can work in those tools and not everyone has access to those tools too. So I think Canva opened the door to being way more like as a client service business to being way more flexible because almost everyone has Canva or knows how to use it in some way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's much easier to hand off those, Mm -hmm. those assets to them for them to um, easily update themselves too. So they don't have to constantly come back to us for management when it comes Mm -hmm. to that stuff. So there are a few, there, 
I feel like this episode actually could have multiple multiple <laughs> parts to it, but today we're just going to talk about a few of them. So some of the do's for Canva, which are really lovely and things that we have used for our business and that we absolutely um, thrive on using, especially for our own business and for businesses um, that we, our clients that we work with, is setting up your brand kit. So if you haven't heard of the brand kit, it actually is much better in the pro account. I don't think you can do much for the brand kit in the free account, which is unfortunate. But the brand kit is kind of like your mini branding elements for Canva. So you can take your logos, your fonts, and your colors and upload them into Canva within your brand kit. So let's say I started a duo brand kit. I would name that brand kit duo collective branding. I would upload our logo and any submarks that we had within our brand. And then I could create a color palette within that brand kit for duo. And I could call that specifically like duo branding color palette. And in the Canva Pro, you can add multiple fonts, multiple colors, and multiple logos. And um, so then again, I can go and add all of the fonts that we use for our brand into Canva, and then I can use them in my Canva templates, which is so great. Canva has a ton of free fonts, and obviously you can use any color that you want. You just can't set up an actual brand color palette for yourself if you have the free version. But um, having this brand kit just helps with that consistency for your brand across different channels. So I'm in here, I'm creating social media graphics or um, our experience guide or something like that that we're sending out to our clients. Having that option to have my brand assets in there makes it so that any touch point that we have with our clients or somebody that finds us, everything is consistent and looks the same across the board. So this brand kit is super beneficial for keeping that consistency for almost looking like you don't design in Canva, essentially, like somebody wouldn't be able to tell like, oh, that's a Canva template or like they're limited with the fonts that they're using because they're in Canva. So it helps a lot with that consistency and that brand um, confidence that you have everything looking the same throughout all of your touch points. And you can upload your own brand fonts, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep, so you're outside of fonts. what? Yep. If you own those fonts, you've purchased those fonts, you can upload those and use those for your brand. But that's only in the pro version, which is a little unfortunate. However, Canva Pro is 10 bucks. A yeah, month? 12 maybe. 12? I think 10 if you pay annually. Okay. Um, yeah. It but is... the great thing too, I'd say too, is like if you are working with a brand designer or a social media manager, like if someone's creating content for you, and then they share that with you, you can still access all of the benefits that they were yes. within those templates. So like that can be really nice, especially if you just don't have the budget to pay for another tool. Then if you've paid for someone to help you create content who does have a pro account and they share it with you, you can continue to use that within their file. Yes, we've done that for multiple clients. So that's really nice when we hand off all of their branding elements and their brand fonts and mm -hmm. logos and color palettes within Canva, they have access to all of that too without having to pay for pro. So that's really nice. Yeah. Um, the other thing is the magical resize feature. So I kind of touched base on this a little bit earlier, but this is one of those efficiency things where if I'm in here and I'm creating a social media or a Instagram graphic, let's say I have that at a certain size, I've got all of my templates in there and everything's looking great. And I'm like, wow, these are awesome. I love how they look. This is the direction we want to go aesthetically. 
now I need to make pins. Oh gosh, like I don't want to recreate all these pins. The lovely thing about Canva is that you don't have to. So when you are in your design file and you move up to the top left hand side of the screen, you'll see, see a resize button and you click on that and it'll have a drop down menu. It'll have multiple different things that you can resize to. Um, but if you're not seeing the thing, like if Pinterest isn't popping up to the top or something, you just start typing Pinterest and it'll populate the different Pinterest sizes that you can resize your design to. And all you do is you click cop, always click copy and resize. I think you can just resize, but if you did that, it's not going to copy your entire file and you're going to just resize all of those Instagram graphics you did. And I'm not really sure you, you can't can, go back. You can't undo that. Because if you do resize again, it resize. It, it makes them it even changes, smaller. Yeah, it changes your design <laughs> elements to be even smaller. So always, always, always hit copy and resize. So then it'll make a duplicate of your file but it will resize all of your doc or all of your canvases to be that Pinterest size. And then from there, all you have to do is finesse your layout a little bit. Usually you have to kind of like expand things to be a little bit larger or maybe, you know, center something a little bit differently, but it's essentially done most of that work for you. So it is a very lovely tool. Yeah, this is very like beneficial for me in instances where like I'm in a pinch and I need something that has already been designed by Court and Instagram and it needs to go on Pinterest or it needs to be a blog image or I need to use it somewhere else. It can be like a really great resource to use as a non-designer because I know that I can just implement the stuff that's already there. But then it also like as a designer just gives you efficiencies. Oh, yes. So. It saves so much time. It's yeah. great. And then another thing that we love to do in Canva or that I love to do in particular is just source inspiration for social graphics or anything that you're working on for that matter, whatever material it might be, but avoid copying them directly. So I go to Canva to source, you know, just different design templates, what they look like, how they're working, um, you know, different carousel templates, how they're using those and, and um, showing up creatively within those templates in that space. But... I never, I star them and I like them, or I will see who the actual designer is. Cause there's a lot of Canva designers out there too, that are creating these templates. And if I happen to like a designer, um, and the, the templates that they're creating, I'll follow that designer in Canva, but I'm never picking up those templates and using them directly. I'm always putting our own brand spin on them. I'm changing them up a little bit. I might like the structure of how the, the post is created, but let's say, they use circles and Abby and I, we don't use a whole lot of circles. We tend to use squares or rectangles. Like I'm going to change that out. I'm going to change it out to be my brand font, our brand colors. I'm going to put our messaging in there. I'm going to use our own photography. Um, so really just taking those templates and not using them exactly and making sure to put your own brand spin on it because people are going to notice that we, we can tell out in the in the social world who's been just like utilizing these templates because a lot of the times I think people get into their creative brain and they're like this is so fun and even if they're changing the colors let's say that's the one thing that they change are the colors we can start to tell in somebody's feed directly that they're using multiple Canva templates because they are all over the board or you notice that they have seven different fonts within their feed and it's like a matter of four posts that they have seven different fonts so you can tell at that point that somebody's just going to Canva they found a template they loved they're like oh yes I'm going to use this one and they applied their colors and they posted it to their feed and that the thing 
that that's doing that's not helping your brand is creating a very inconsistent brand style and aesthetic and somebody's going to land on your feed and be like this brand is all over the board I don't know what they're trying to tell me I don't know what they're trying to do and it's really just kind of off-putting for anybody that lands there and they see that things are all over the place and there's absolutely zero consistency I think it's funny what you notice and what I don't at all. Like when you're like, yeah, so so many things that we do is all like rectangulars. We don't do circles. Like honestly, I would never, I don't even know that. This is my own brand. I don't even know that. <laughs> but I don't touch this stuff. But I think there's so many tiny things that need to be defined in your brand that like Courtney notices right away where she's like, no, we don't use elements like this. We don't use like fonts like this. We don't use like whatever it may be, that type of photography or whatever. If you don't have those rules set in place, like there are many times where if like court is super busy and I like try to do something and then I'm like, Courtney, help. I like clearly can't do this right now. And you're always like, why did you even do this in the first place? I'm like, cause I'm trying to like save you time. I don't know. Um, when I do it, I know it looks off, but I can't tell you why. And you could clearly be like, well, it's like not, it's like more circular and we don't do that. And like, right. I can look at it and be like, yeah, something's not right, but I don't know what <laughs> it is. You can't pinpoint it. Yeah, I can't pinpoint it. Yeah. And I think like that is so important is like, if you're not, if you are getting a rebrand and you're not having a look at the assets you have, because you can apply colors and fonts, but then there's other elements that matter too. Like mm-hmm. you said, like, is it like the photography, the, the frames yeah. that you're using? Uh-huh. The, like Canva has so many different like arrows and icons and different things that you can add, which are great or stars or shapes or whatever that you can add to your templates, which are awesome too. And a lot of those templates that are already created have those things interweaved into them. But I like obviously my design eye, I can be looking at somebody's grid and one week they have this shape with this arrow. And the next week they have a different shape with a different arrow. And I'm like, you just picked up a Canva template and just... And didn't you, change out yeah, things you're, you're that not create creating, the simplicity. Yeah, the yeah. simplicity and the consistency. So mm-hmm. like they're over, they're not looking into those things because they see a template they love and they use it for their brand. Mm-hmm. So that's the first one of don't, which so we kind of already talked about that. It's <laughs> just like, don't use every template you love for your business. You're going to, there are... There are thousands upon thousands of templates on Canva. I've actually gotten into that, like that scroll, like that mindless scroll of looking through templates. And like, that's not good for you because you just get into this space of being overwhelmed. And I did not even know you could follow a designer. Too. Oh yes. Like I had no, I no have, idea. I have multiple. <laughs> there are some really great Canva designers out there. And if you find one that fits your aesthetic, it's great to save them and follow them and, you know, maybe use those templates for your business. But again, make sure that you're creating that consistency and that it doesn't look like you're just picking up a new template every week because that's going to be noticeable pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've kind of talked about this too. Another don't just don't use too many fonts and creative elements. When you start to add a a font, I feel like a font uh, fad is kind of a thing with, um, social too you'll notice that there's fonts that come and go within the social space Mm -hmm. and a lot of those are canva fonts because people are in canva creating these social templates which is great but you'll notice like there's this really funky fun flare font out there and everybody's using it at the same time because it's a popular font that's in canva at that moment so that again is another sure sign that you're kind of just 
following this trend, this fad that's happening in Canva versus staying true to your brand and just using your brand fonts and your brand colors. So really trying to stay away from like that creative overload as far as all of those elements go. It can be so easy to do in Canva because like I said, Canva has so many things you can search for and use. Um, GIFs, like little icons, little um, animations. They have just a plethora of things that you can use. But just because it's there doesn't mean you should use it. <laughs> um, you like simplicity. We talk about this a lot. Simplicity is key. So don't take a template and add every single thing to it because you have that option and because you want to feel like a designer for a day. Um, because that's really just going to muddy your content and it's going to make it visually unappealing and um, sometimes just not legible. And then that's going to turn people off and then therefore they're not going to want to interact with your content. Mm -hmm. Repeating templates is totally okay. And we talk about this all the time too. Like the consistency and repetition can be a really great thing. And there have been plenty of times where I will identify like I'll remember a piece of content that I read and who did it and I'll be like, oh my gosh, yeah, this was so great. I want to go back and look at it or I'm referencing it or pointing it out for a friend or I want to call it out in a blog or whatever it may be. And if I go to their feed, I want to be able to find it quickly. And if I know that it's like, oh, they shared a blog post or they it's a reel and they have a very like straightforward real template design that I can like call call out and understand like what it is that they're talking about. Like that consistency is memorable. And I think if you're always doing something different all the time, no one's ever going to like remember that that or be able to find it again. Like Instagram is very much a situation where like once you see it once, unless you save it, it kind of can be lost into the abyss. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of important to make your grid make sense. And that's where the consistency comes in. And that's what we try to do with our templates is make, you know, we have a blog template, we have a podcast template. Um, Not everything is templated into like specific ones like that. But when it comes to that kind of content, we know that that's the content that people are saving or sharing Mm -hmm. um, or like really engaging on because it's things that are valuable to them in in their own business. So making sure that we create that consistency. So anytime they come to our grid, they're like, oh, I know that this is a blog post one because this is the this is uh-huh. the style and the template that they use for that. Um, that's not to say that a year down the road you can't change it. Like if your brand is evolving a little bit and you want to, or you want to spice up your your feed a little bit and change it up, you absolutely can. But just make it another template and just mm-hmm. use that going forward. We've done that. Mm-hmm. We've had two or three different blog post templates and. Yeah. They've just evolved over the years, and I feel like sometimes you're like, ah, oh, we just need a refresh. Yeah, like, and which every is fine, once in a while but then you do. it's but not then, a refresh every week. <laughs> yeah, don't don't refresh it every week. Don't use a new template every week. Um, and then the last one is underestimating the use of a brand style guide. So I feel like we've talked about this a lot, just like the consistency of your brand, and referencing that brand style guide if you have one if you don't you can hit your girls up and (laughs) we can help you with the brand style Mm -hmm. guide but um be make sure to always go back to that make sure to always go back to your core brand the colors that you have defined the the fonts the patterns the photography style that you leverage and making sure to gut check that against anything that you create in Canva because again Canva can be this like design playground where you kind of get lost in all the elements and everything that that it has to offer and you can feel like a designer for a day if you're not a designer or it's just like a fun creative outlet for some people but you really need to change that mindset and think of it as a tool that's helping your business grow 
and your brand and keeping that consistency and that simplicity going forward. Because if you jump into it every day as a design playground, Mm -hmm. that's where you're going to start to lose your brand aspect of everything and how everything should be looking and the consistency of everything within your brand. So making sure to to always reference that brand style guide, always go back to your templates, make sure they're aligning to it and not just going in there and just having a heyday with those templates. Yeah, I feel like as a non-designer, this is something where you can't create a template every day. Like you kind of have to batch this because you need, the more you batch and the more you create some of your content and you understand your style guide and the things that need to be brought in and creating that consistent look and feel, like as a non-designer, I couldn't do that one-off. It would take me way too long to understand the elements. Like I just said, where I'm like, oh yeah, no circles. Like it would take me way too long because I would have to repeat that saying every time I create a new template rather than just jumping in the tool, creating a lot of templates that really match your brand and using those and not being afraid to repeat them. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that creates um, huge efficiencies. If you're jumping in, in Canva every day and you're looking for a new template because you're just excited to see what's out there and you want to use something different because you feel like you need to be different. Um, you're only creating more strain, more time, mm-hmm. more effort when you could have all of these templates set up and just, you know, ease into those, work with those for a while. Obviously, like we said, you might need to refresh every once in a while, but you have those as a base and you can create that efficiency with just updating the templates that you already have created. Yeah, I feel like a summary of the don'ts of what not to use Canva for is literally don't use everything. Like, (laughs) don't don't. use all the templates, don't use all the fonts, don't use all the creative things, don't use everything and stay true to your brand. And if you do that, then you can use Canva in the right way. Absolutely. Yes. Don't use everything that Canva has to offer, (laughs) essentially. Don't use the tool to its fullest capabilities. Yes, exactly. Well, no, that's a really good tool, saying, though. Like, don't yeah. use it to the because you'll. The tool is made to serve all creative business owners, meaning that everything it creates isn't going to be for you. So you don't want to use a tool to its fullest capabilities because there are things out there that are not for you, but it's out there because they're serving a really wide audience. So because of that, you just need to you need to use it wisely. Use it with. Caution. Yes. <laughs> so I think to summarize, yeah, the do's and the don'ts is don't use the tool to its <laughs> fullest potential and to be smart and efficient about how you need to use it for your business and your brand that is going to make that brand consistency stronger, make your workflow efficient, and keep you from just being a designer for a day within the platform because it's a tool. We want to use it as a tool. We want it to be strong and work good for our business and our brand and not some creative outlet that we just, that we're just in to have fun. We we're using it as a business tool. So think of it that way and the goals that you want to get out of those templates that you're creating. Thank you for listening to another episode of the duo on air podcast. We will see you next week. If you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.